Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sanyin Podcast. Today, I'm joined by an amazing guest, Ambassador Judith Savavera. She's a Ugandan Consulate General Ambassador in Guangzhou, China, and she's our first diplomat on our podcast, and we're glad to have her on our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I know it's your podcast, but um, I, I would like to make this interactive. Um, so I'm just curious, where is the name coming from? Um, nice question. Um, Sanyin, this Sanyin thing is like voice in Mandarin. Voice in Mandarin is Shenyin. So uh-huh. I made it Sanyin, try to like own it because if you put it, you made copyright and all that thing. But the inspiration was voice in Mandarin. Oh, I'm basically giving a voice to people. And I'm in China. So, okay. Um, ambassador, um, for someone who does not know you, how would you describe yourself? And what um, you how would I describe myself? Um, so I, I, I like to call myself a space maker, right? Um, so I'm clearing a space for uh, people with uh, a voice. Um, people who have something to, to, to share. Um, so I'll just go back a little bit. Um, I was born in Kampala and uh, to an engineer father and a police officer mother. I went to school in Kabale, a small school called Kabale Preparatory School. And um, I, you know, from there, I went to Namagunga. And, and sort of just to go back, um, uh, being in Kabale Preparatory School uh, was really fantastic. So I graduated, I think, being the best in the West uh, at that time, uh, which was like really cool at that time. So then I went to Namagunga and did um, six years in Namagunga. And then from there, moved on to the U.S. and uh, pursued my further studies. Okay. Um, you know, one thing that, that okay, that I've noticed, about uh, many of the diplomats um, that I've seen is that they usually have that either diplomatical or political background. So do you have any of those? So no, I, I wouldn't say I have, I, I don't have any of those actually. I just have um, a background of loving my country and wanting to represent it the best that I can. So that's where my qualification comes in from. Um, but I'm uh, an engineer. Um, my undergrad was in engineering. Um, then I went on to do public health um, and then eventually organizational psychology. Um, and so I've been in, in the world of uh, the United Nations, peacekeeping operations and understanding how um, we can use the world to better work for ourselves. So knowing that, I, I felt that, wow, okay, this is a really good platform for me to get into diplomacy. Because I felt that there were places where Uganda would be able to benefit and weren't benefiting very much um, in areas of peacekeeping operations. Um, we contribute a lot as a country. And I just felt that we were not um, uh, benefiting or we didn't have a good voice. So that kind of pushed me into... Um, into diplomacy. Okay, um, you're a consulate general ambassador here in China. Um, yeah. How would you describe China as a country? Wow. So I, I first came to China in 2017, and it was completely. You know, I think that the Western media has 
done an interesting job in giving us a, a, an image of China, which is not necessarily accurate, right? Um, I came to China, I found a country that had developed, right? Um, years ago, I mean, uh, 30, 40 years ago, China was um, almost at the same level where we're at, right? It was really quite rural. Um, so I found a country that has developed a country that has love for its people. Um, so I was completely blown away by China, right? Um, and very impressed in terms of how they had been able to develop their, their, their country over these numbers of years. And another thing that I found was pride, right? Um, the pride of being Chinese and um, which I feel for us as, as Ugandans, we really quite luck, right? Uh, that patriotism, the really strong patriotism. Um, and so I was really, really impressed with China. And that made me want to keep coming back again and again and really learning from, from the culture um, to see how, how can I contribute better for my country, right? To get, to get us to that level where um, China is. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, every day is I'm learning something. So I arrived here um, as the consul general last year in August. And even in that time when we were going through the pandemic and we were um, going through uh, that COVID-19, uh, the lockdowns and all that, there was a lot to learn, right? Um, and how China was dealing with this um, this period and how the people were getting through it. So to be quite honest, I've been quite impressed with China and I, you know, I advise people um, to come and see for themselves because it's, a, it's another, uh, another world altogether. Um, it's really, really quite impressive. Okay. Um, you are um, an ambassador, which, which means you're like a link between Uganda and China. And right. last year, Uganda and China celebrated 60 years of diplomatic relations. So how do you describe those 60 years of relations between Uganda and China? Um, one, okay, I, I'd like to, um, to recognize that China was one of the first countries that recognized Uganda as an independent country, right? So dating back from that time to where we are at right now, the partnerships that China has had with, with, with Uganda and you can see developmentally how, you know, especially with the infrastructure development, how China has contributed a lot, right? Um, the, beauty, the beauty about China is that they do not get involved in the internal politics of a country, right? So that allows them to be very, um, to, to have a focused goal, right? Um, you can see our infrastructure, which has been developed by um, so, so many Chinese companies, um, you know, even just driving from Kampala all the way to the west, or if you're going to um, to the north as well, the roads are really fantastic, right? You get there so much quicker. I'm from um, Kisoro, right? And for a very long time, it was so difficult to get Kisoro. The road was bumpy, it was dusty, um, but the, the, the development there, so it cut a journey by almost half, right? Um, I've seen how our students who are coming here for scholarships are benefiting. Um, and I feel that there's more for us to do in terms of um, our, our, our relationship with China to be able to create a mutually beneficial um, 
partnership. We have to understand that um, China also, China thinks of China. So we need to be able to, under, to think for Uganda. We need to be able to prioritize Uganda, at whatever relationship that we have. Um, I think we all, we all have this uh, assumption that people have the best, they, our best interests at heart, but nobody is going to represent Uganda or have Uganda's interests at heart more than we do. So I think that moving forward, um, that we need to have a more mutually beneficial relationship it's been a little bit one-sided. Um, we're bringing from China, taking to Uganda, bringing from China, taking to Uganda. What are we bringing from Uganda to China, right? So that um, they might not necessarily be a balance, but they will be um, a point in which China has a deep interest in getting something from, um, from Uganda. And we have a lot to offer. Um, I'm excited about these next, uh, um, this next 60 years of a partnership. For the first time, Uganda has a direct link to to China using Uganda Airways, right? Uganda Airlines. So Uganda Airlines is going to be flying from Entebbe directly to Guangzhou, um, starting uh, sometime next month. Um, and for us, I think that's a win, right? As Ugandans, we've always gone through a third-party country to get anywhere, uh, and for us to be able to now go from China from Uganda to China without stopping anywhere. I think that's, uh, that's beneficial for us in terms of bringing products, in terms of um, having a direct link and not losing the message along the way. Um, so I'm really excited about the next few years, uh, the next few years and the partnership of China and Uganda. Wow, amazing. So um, you've stated that uh the the relationship is kind of one-sided so how can countries like uganda try to take advantage of china's role in africa um you know my thought is is one it's leadership right um to be able to have representatives who understand how to um to make sure that our interests as our interest as uganda is protected anywhere we go china europe america um, to, uh, people who understand how to market the country um, best. Um, <clears throat> we also have to understand that we, we are value. We have a lot to offer, right? Um, so even if somebody's coming in with financing, um, that it's important that people understand that if somebody's coming into your country, there's an interest, right? Um, we need to negotiate our interests, our interests better. Um, as Ugandans, because China does the same, right? When they come in to do any business, they're always negotiating for China, right? Um, Ugandans need to value more. They need to value more than just money, right? Place a value on other things like land, knowledge, skill, community, uh, and stop that, that, that crab in a barrel mentality, right? When you have um, if you put crabs in a barrel and they're trying to come out, they're sort of stepping on each other and everybody pulling each other down. So if we stop that mentality, um, we will definitely be able to improve our relationship uh, and be able to have uh, a strong relationship with China that is mutually beneficial. Um, basically, a rising tide raises all ships. So I think that if, if we have that mentality, then we'll definitely do good. So it's, it's, it's leadership, uh, starts with the leadership, right? 
who do we have representing us in these areas and do they understand how to best put our interests first? Okay. Um, the next question I'm going to ask you is more of, uh, I think the most asked question among we people in the diaspora right. in China from right. Uganda is um, sometimes when we, we have issues that affect us, um, others right. it's uh, passport issues, others it's um, we need help, maybe like, I don't know, with documentation, notarization, and all these things right. that affect us. Um, right. But sometimes the embassy doesn't seem to be effective in helping us. So you as the consular general in Guangzhou and everything, um, how, what would be your view and how do you think you can solve that? Because this is these are among the challenges we face. We feel sometimes we are not attended to by the mm -hmm. diplomatic staff here in China. Um, I think, so for me, when I, when I got appointed, the first thing that I did, um, I, I needed to understand um, what was my role um, as the Consul General coming into Guangzhou, right? Um, I needed to understand what, what can the embassy do, what can, what can the embassy not do? Um, and then with that, I need people to understand our capacity in terms of, uh, you know, as a consulate or, or the embassy, what do we do for our citizens abroad, right? So one, people have to understand that we are there to work for you, yeah? We're there to represent the interests of our Ugandans um, in China, speaking for China, right? So in, in regards to, you know, people feeling like they're not getting the support that they need um, for, documentations, passports. I can't speak for what has happened in the past, right? I can only speak for uh, my time currently, right? Um, so what we've done as a consulate, when we, we arrived, when I arrived in, um, in Guangzhou, the time where we were locked down was a time for us to really reevaluate and think, how can we best help our citizens who are here? I remember when, when the pandemic first broke out and we saw the stories of um, Africans being pushed out of their, you know, their residences or being treat, uh, mistreated. And I started to think, you know, one, I, I don't take what I see on social media um, as, the, as the truth because you're only seeing a very short, um, say a few seconds or a few minutes of what is actually happening of the bigger picture so for us as the as the consulate we decided how we're we going to be able to help um we created um a system to be able to register our diasporans right um if we register our diasporans then we have an easy way to communicate with people who live out here in in china so it's it's a it's a way for us to be able to keep up with uh, some of the issues and to be able to also share information in regards to documentation, how you can um, better get service. Um, if you're looking for your passports, if you're trying to get uh, papers notarized um, and, and giving you in terms of the scope of what we can do as, as the embassy. Um, there are certain things that need to be done in the, on the Uganda side, right? Um, and whereby we receive it and then have to pass it on to, um, to Kampala to be able to finalize the documentation. Um, our passport, uh, passport application is all online. Visa application is all online, which is really fantastic because that makes it even more convenient for people. Um, so 
and I feel that with with this registration, um, people can reach out to us easily. Um, you can understand what the consulate is empowered to do or not to do, um, because we have all this information on a website, but not very many people don't read the website, don't ever get to the website. But also we want people to reach out to us, not only when they're having difficulties, not only when you need a passport renewed, a, a birth certificate or an ETD, we want you to keep in touch with us regularly. So we're able to give you more information as things change. Um, so uh, whatever's happened in the past um, is, is in the past, but I really urge people, whoever is in the diaspora to understand what the embassies and, and consulates can do uh, and, and to be able to reach out, right? Um, I keep telling people that consulate is not an immigration office. It's not um, internal affairs. It's not the police. So we're not we're we're there to support you. So even even if you have any kind of issue, you just reach out to us, and we're able to talk you through it, or even find somebody who would be able to to support. Um, I you know you can reach me anyway on on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube email, WeChat, WhatsApp, um, any social media that's out there, I've made myself available to people so that you're able to understand and have a dialogue with me in regards to what can I do or what can I not do for you. Um, and even in times when I can't do something, we can still find somebody else who can be able to support you. So we urge people, don't reach out to us only when, the when there's a problem. Uh, you get into Guangzhou, and I'm encouraging people, get into Guangzhou, stop in by the consulate, say hi, let us know you're here, you know, and, and what you're doing um, so that, and, and once you're in the, in the database, we're able to share with you any information, anything that changes. Wow, amazing, amazing. I've liked the point of passing by the embassy, you know, there's for us some buildings we fear, we feel like those no, are... <laughs> I think that's like, you know, there's the, 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 the fear of like, that's a government building. No, for us, um, look at it as home, right? Um, the consulate is home for you. So stop by, talk to us, let us know what we're doing. Um, and, and sometimes like this registration platform that we created, we created with a Ugandan um, student. He's a PhD student at a Chinese university. And so he created this platform for us. Um, and you know it, it's it's amazing how much talent we have out there uh and so i'm really excited about it so I'm, I'm always happy when somebody stops in and they're from uganda i also even get people from um from west africa and all these other countries stopping by because they're like well i saw you and you spoke so well about something um and i just wanted to come in and say hi so for me i want people to look at the consulate as home it's like you're coming home, say hi, and then you're on your way wherever you're going. Okay, uh, that's good to hear. Um, my next question would be, what are the opportunities that Ugandans can get here in China? The opportunities in China. One, I think people need to re-examine and need to realize the opportunities um, there are opportunities in Uganda and opportunities in China, right? The whole world can't always be looking at Africa. And then for us as Africans, we're looking outside, right? Um, yeah. So I, I feel that that the opportunities in China are learning, um, learning their technology, the skills, um, ways of doing business. Um, 
just, even even just I'm t I'm saying like even creating this QR code for registration was just because I scanned so many QR codes um, when I came, just to get into a building, right? Um, and just noticing how they were able to keep track of people um, and be able to share information, right? If something happened, um, so I feel that there's a lot that you can learn from China, uh, but you can only learn from it if you actually take it back home, right? If you stay here, um, it, it, it might not feel like you're learning something, but when you take it back home, there's a lot of opportunity out there um, to be able to use some of the skills that you've learned. Um, so technologies is key, agriculture, um, you put anything in the ground in Uganda and it will grow. And it's really amazing to see how um, China, uh, uh, with a population of 1.4 billion people, uh, over over 1.4 billion people, is feeding its its people. Right? Um, how are they practicing agriculture? Uh, so that's a, that's one thing that we could definitely learn uh, from China and take back home, which would be extremely beneficial to our populations. Okay. Um, my second last question would be. Yeah. Um, you to me i i think i've seen over the past 10 years there's been a has been a rise in female ambassadors of, of uganda and you being the one that is in china with me here and women's day approaching first um what would be your view on women empowerment and women in the in diplomacy as a whole so, so for me, um, the word women empowerment, um, it's a little bit confusing because I feel like we've already, we already have the power, at least as an African woman, um, we've always had the power, right? Uh, we have been, I feel that the, the women empowerment sort of came as an agenda from outside. Um, I feel that we have always had the power and even better is that we, we have had a leadership that believed in that power, right? We have a president who, who promotes women, puts women in positions of um, decision-making positions at a very high level, which for him, I, I don't think he's doing it because yes, I want to like promote women. It's just natural. He sees talent, whether it's a woman or a man, and he puts them there. Um, and that also for me, um, having seen my mother raise in the ranks uh, as a police officer and retiring as one of the highest ranking women police officers, it comes naturally, right? So I don't feel that um, it's a big deal, right? Because it's natural for us, right? We've always promoted women anywhere we went. Um, but in general, um, on a global and international level, I think that it's important to have uh, women in decision-making uh, positions. In areas of peacekeeping, one, which I'm very passionate about, in areas of business, because I feel that you cannot have sustainable, uh, sustainable leadership or you cannot make sustainable decisions in politics, in business, in health, if you're doing it by cutting out 50% of the population. In some places, women are even uh, like a bigger, bigger percentage, right? So we need to have more women in these positions to be able to speak for um, other women, right? Uh, so as Women's Day approaching, I, I'm excited to see how uh, 
how women are doing, how well women are doing. And I'm hoping that they'll start to even do better. I'm looking at uh, one day, hoping we would get a female um, secretary general at the United Nations. I think that would be amazing. Um, and, you know, I'm always very excited when there's women presidents anywhere. So I think that, you know, I'm excited about uh, women in leadership. So for me, I don't push very much the word empowerment because I feel that we already have the power. Um, and, you know, I encourage women everywhere to, uh, to be able, even if you're not given a seat at the table, to be able to create a table where you're going to be able to have your views and um, have your ideas hard and shared. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited and hopeful about the future of uh, women in leadership, for sure. Okay, that's nice to know. Uh, Ambassador, my last question, and I think the question which everyone would want to hear is, um, one, um, what makes you proud Ugandan? And what do you think the future holds for Africa? Um, one, I feel that you, um, the best people you'll ever find, the kindest, the friendliest, the non-pretentious people you'll ever find in the world are Ugandan people. You'll meet a Ugandan person uh, in a bar, he'll buy you a drink, you'll jazz, you know, and he doesn't want anything from you. He's not trying to, um, to get it really much from you. He's just having a good time. So one thing I'm very, very proud about is the, the friendliness of my country, right? And how kind people are in general. Um, the future of Africa, I, I, you know, I hope that we can work together even better. Um, one thing that I hope that we can better have um, better communication between countries, whether it's infrastructure. I'll give an example. If you, if I ask you what's happening in Central African Republic, you wouldn't tell me. You probably wouldn't know, right? Or if I ask you what's happening in Benin or or Cameroon, it would be difficult for you to know. Um, but if I ask you about what's happening in London, right, with uh, Brexit and Pascal, yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. in US, um, Rihanna is having a baby. People, you know, people know so much about what's happening in the West, but not so much about what's happening on the continent. And the issue has been connectivity, right? There's no way for me to take a train from Uganda to Central African Republic or to be able to connect. And years ago, it was even hard to get a flight, right? If you were trying to get to West Africa, you would have to fly to Europe and then from Europe go to, um, to West Africa. Um, so I'm happy about the connectivity that's happening, especially with Uganda Airlines, Rwanda Air, Kenya Airways, uh, Ethiopian Airways, to try and connect us in Africa. Um, I want to see an Africa where I can travel from, from Uganda to South Africa, to Zambia, to Ghana without a visa, right? Uh, that's the way we'd be able to connect and the way we'd be able to work better. I feel that we would have more impact if we work together as Africa and not individually as a country um, because people have been able to figure, you know, other, other areas, other parts of the world have been able to figure it out, whether the European Union, the United States, um, South America, They've been able to figure it out because they work together as a, as a block. But for us in Africa, it's been very difficult, right? So I'm hoping that 
one day in Africa that we'll be able to travel from one country to another um, on high-speed trains, on uh, easy flights, visa-free, and to be able to trade um, easily, right? We have products that can go from Uganda to Nigeria, um, but it, it's very difficult, right? There's no, the infrastructure is not um, good enough to take one, tr one tractor or trailer to take products from one place to another. So I'm hoping that we would have better connectivity as Africans. And if we do that, then we will be unstoppable for sure. Wow, amazing. Ambassador, it was a pleasure having you on, on our podcast. So glad. I'm so glad. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I have to applaud you guys who come all the way from Uganda to China. One, you have to learn the language, the culture. And, you know, these few months that I've been here learning, having four hours a day of Chinese uh, and not seeing familiar faces from home, that's not easy. So I really applaud you um, for doing that. Uh, I went to the United States, but I spoke English. I wasn't learning a new language and it was much easier to fit in. So I'm really, really, really amazed by the students that come here. And so well done to you guys. And hopefully I'll see you on the continent. So you, you, you're able to like tell us and share with us what you've learned. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back in a few a few months okay. time. So that would be nice. And, and, and okay. one last thing um, that, you know, I, I'm when I got appointed, I got so many messages from uh, from young people saying, "Wow, that you know, like I can seeing a young person in that position." And I I hope that more young people can anticipate and aspire and manifest to be in a position like myself. Um, I hope when I leave that there's more young people coming in, um, so that we can have more young voices that speak for. Um, the large part of our population in Uganda. So, um, so I'm, I'm hoping one day that you'll be the ambassador uh, representing us somewhere. So, um, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you. ambassador. Thank you. Uh, All right.